is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a March 4th, probably March 5th by the time this goes up, edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com, also sometimes at the Associated Press, former Blazer beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian, What Up? The Blazers played the Brooklyn Nets tonight, and quite a bunch of other stuff happened in Blazers land today. Pretty busy Saturday of news. But let's start with the most important news of the evening or the day, at least in terms of where the Blazers are going. Portland wins on Saturday night, unsurprisingly, against the Brooklyn Nets. The way they did it was kind of surprising. The Blazers drop 130 points, and they win 130-116 over the Nets in the gentrification jump-off. And Damian Lillard had a nice game, but C.J. McCollum led Portland with 31 points. Dame had 19 points and 11 assists. Al Farouk Aminu with 23 points off the bench and 5 of 6 from 3, a team-high 5 three-pointers for Aminu. Uh, a rare game of uh, that type of shooting from Aminu and the Blazers, obviously. The Blazers shot... 64%. They were 16 of 25 from long range. It was their second best three-point percentage output of the season. They're only bested by their percentage against the Jazz in the opener of the season. I think they were 13 of 19 in that game. So Portland, with with one of their best offensive games of the season, in this one, I, I it's the only guy that... The only guys that shot poorly really were Shabazz Napier was one of five from the field and Noah Vonley was one of five from the field. They had a little bit of a scare in the first quarter. Alan Crabb collided with Myers Leonard and banged up his leg, but he was okay. He played he played almost 19 minutes, scored eight points. Myers Leonard at perfect four of four from the field. And Yusuf Nurkic continuing to ball. As the starting center, he played under 30 minutes tonight, Played seven or had 17 points, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists. Just continuing to fill up the stat sheet in a lot of different areas for Portland. Mo Harkless also had a, a really efficient game. He was 6 of 7 from the field, had 18 points, 3 assists, and he had a couple of 3-pointers. 
pretty much everyone on the Blazers had a really good game. Damian Lillard, 7-16 from the field tonight. The Blazers, or the Nets, excuse me, after Lillard got going, uh, hit a three-pointer early. They changed up what they were doing on him. Jeremy Lin was trying to deny him pretty far out from the three-point line and and made it tougher on Lillard to get the ball and to let him impact the offense. But Lillard had 11 assists, set guys up uh, all night long, and uh, made shots for the most part when he got them. Uh, he, he was 2 of 6 from 3 tonight, which is you know not great, but it's good enough. And he was 7 of 16, which is not bad. And when you get the production that you did from everybody else, then you don't need Damian and CJ to both score 30 to win a game. And that's tonight they got the scoring distribution that uh, you know hasn't always been there this season or hasn't been there for most of the season. Brooke Lopez uh, was really good, as he always is, 11-19 from the field, 26 points. Sean Kiel Patrick had 20 points. The Nets, for their part, played really well offensively. The Blazers, defensively, they weren't super happy with themselves after this game. I covered tonight's game for the AP, and... Uh, I mean, they they all talked about how they, you know, could have played better defensively, but I think Dame said it best. They are not in a position to apologize when they are getting victories because victories themselves have been hard to come by, and this team is just not good enough to uh, worry about style points at this point in the season. And let's... Uh, I asked him about uh, his game tonight, his floor game, and how uh, he approached that with the Nets kind of uh, being all over him and denying him the ball and not really letting him get open open shots and how he approached that to, to kind of let guy, other guys uh, get open and, and those other guys really uh, propelled Portland. I mentioned Aminu had a great night. Uh, he's been shooting it better as of late, but... Uh, even Kenny Atkinson said it after the game. He's a 30% three-point shooter this season. And he shot the ball well, and that really changes the game for Portland. He was a 36% three-point shooter last year and had a lot of volume, and it really helped Portland be the team that they were. They were the sixth-best offense in the NBA last season, and uh, they are not there right now. And Aminu shooting the ball is kind of an unlock for this offense. And after Zach Lowe totally called out as as we have been saying on this podcast that Aminu is kind of clunking up the offense Aminu's shooting was my preseason if this doesn't go right they might not be that good they might they're not going to get to that you know 54 win thing or 50 plus win level that Neil Olshay was talking about because that was probably all based on Aminu continuing to shoot the way he shot. But the there is hope with you know the remaining games left for them. If he can continue to shoot well, that uh, that gives him a boost. And Dame talked about what Aminu doing, Aminu shooting does for their offense. And he also talked about the position they're in and how they are approaching uh, these final games to try and get into the playoffs. I mean, this. That's huge for us. Um, 
not just him, but I mean, I think my responsibility and CJ's responsibility is the same in every game. Making plays and scoring the ball, um, leading the charge, and now adding Nurk, the, the post presence, being able to make plays out of the post and uh, be that paint presence on both ends. But when we get Chief and Mo you know, slashing through the basket and knocking down jumpers and uh, things like that, that that makes us a completely different team. It seemed like they were denying you a lot tonight, but you made a lot of things happen for everybody else. I mean, how did you approach that tonight? Um, I mean, I've, I'd like to come off pick and rolls hard to see how they defended it. Um, my very first shot I came off from the big was back and I hit the three. Um, and I think three plays into the game, I noticed that they changed the coverages on the way they were defending me. And um, but other guys was, was making shots. You know, Nurk was diving to the rim, finishing. Um, you know, Mo got a few shots in the paint, made a few open jumpers. Um, and then CJ got going. So, um, you know, in that situation, I think that's when I have to see what's going on. I got to be able to read the game and um, just make the right plays. And, um, they had trouble with CJ in transition and on pin downs and in pick and rolls. And he got it going. And you know, down the stretch, I just called plays where they they had to defend. Long possessions and um, you know looking for CJ if they they lead me then I attack and if they come to me like they kept doing and I just keep giving it to Nurk and he's good in those situations and I was able to wear him out with that and it's fun to be chasing something you know what I mean we in a situation where people are saying oh you know you can get a pick and you know they're not gonna make the playoffs and all these things so you know we've been presented a challenge and um, although that's been a challenge all year you know now it's it's kind of like it's gut check time. It's like do or die right now. So, you know, that's, that makes it fun. You, you know, we have a challenge in front of us. Well, the there you have it. Uh, some some words from Damian Lillard on what Al Farouk Aminu and, and, and the three-point shooting from other guys does for their offense and uh, how he approached the game tonight, how he found guys in, in open spaces and after guys kind of denied him, as I mentioned earlier, and then – also, you have him talking there about the position they're in and with them being now a game and a half back of Denver tonight and also being very close to a very high draft pick, you know, they there's a lot of motivation there for them and they clearly feed off that and they're clearly hearing that. They're hearing people like us talk about how it would probably be, you know, they'd probably be better off keeping their pick and, and, and all that. But uh, that's not what these guys want to do. They want to get in and, and they want to make the playoffs because I think about not just the pride of a competitor, but these guys get playoff bonuses. There's money on the line in addition to just the simple fact that they don't want to lose. And so Lillard continues to play well. And, and with Nurkic, now they're three and three and, and they seem to be uh, more, they're playing better as a team than they were uh, for most of the season. The fact that they haven't had many stretches this season where they've gone 500 over a six game span. And, and that's a really low bar. Of course, that's a really low bar, but uh, that's the bar that's been set for them. And hey, uh, it hasn't been uh, perfect six games with Nurkic. Obviously, 
that first one when he was like really out of shape was was kind of a bad one and the Toronto game and the Detroit game they had a lot of collapses and and but here they are game and a half out the Nuggets lost to the Hornets tonight at home the Hornets who have as I mentioned on the last pod as disappointing a season as the Blazers uh help out the Blazers uh their, their their sister team so to speak so Portland gets a hand there and they also get a little bit of separation between themselves and Minnesota who has been playing better as of late they went to overtime against the Spurs they were up they were leading at halftime couldn't close it out and and now uh, this this playoff race is getting tighter, and that they have a game against Minnesota on Monday, and they have Oklahoma City on Tuesday, where we're not sure yet whether uh, Victor Oladipo is going to be back for Portland. So, uh, for Oklahoma City, excuse me, which definitely hurts them. And Westbrook is a great player, but uh, and 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 Oladipo still has a lot of things to work out as a player but he's a much better option at at the two guard spot than say Alex Abrinas who started for them on Thursday so uh maybe maybe Portland catches another break there without Victor Oladipo I gotta say I knew that the Nets had a lot of guys that I had no idea who they were but man it's it's some of these guys I mean Isaiah Whitehead uh, as my partner on this podcast, sometimes Dan Carbot said, the Nets basically just got a bunch of guys that all the basket bloggers loved as sleepers in their drafts. Uh, you know, all of these advanced stats and tangible guys that do a lot of things that a lot of people think are super undervalued. I mean, KJ McDaniels is like the quintessential basketball Twitter player because he's like had some great vines and but doesn't really you know, hasn't really shown anything that he can actually help a team win. And, and, and that's, that's all the guys on the nets and, and poor, except for Brooke Lopez. And I think Jeremy Lin too, because Jeremy Lin has proven he can be part of a winning team and contribute to a winning team. Same with Brooke Lopez. So, uh, it's, it's been a real tough season for them. They're pretty bad, but it, it seems like they, they got a little something going. They got a little, kind of a culture uh so good for them you know th- their pick is going to go to the boston again next season so they're going to probably have another season to this unless they spend some free agent money but they probably won't spend that much free agent money just because they probably will want to keep their cap low until the point they can start a- accumulating some other first round talent uh so there's my my, my ditty on the nets of course as i mentioned at the top there was a lot of blazers news to get to on this Saturday. The first and, uh, I guess, biggest story was Festus Azili officially undergoing surgery. That'll happen next week in Vail, Colorado. The Blazers announced that this afternoon. What is in- super interesting and and kind of weird about, about the uh, Azili situation is that uh, this isn't going to be any any regular old knee surgery. Not that knee surgery is a regular old thing, but uh, this is not your typical knee surgery. Uh, Azili 
according to this this report it comes from Chris Haynes of ESPN.com. Of course, he he covered the Blazers for a long time here in Portland for CSN, uh, and he reports that uh, Azili had to wait for a cadaver donor to donate uh, uh, parts of their knee to do some kind of knee reconstruction. And uh, apparently Carson Palmer from the NFL did this, uh, according to Haynes' report. And uh, most likely uh, the recovery time, according to Haynes, is going to be a year. So Azili's obviously not going to play for the Blazers next season. And before we before this all happened, we all knew that Azili wasn't going to come back. I mean, he's his knees are clearly done. I mean, the fact that they were able to get him as cheap as they did and the fact that they were able to only guarantee one year of the next season after Azili, you know, rewind six months before the free agency last season and most people that follow the Warriors closely were saying that they would probably keep Festus. And as soon as they renounced him, in the in after in the wake of the the Kevin Durant signing, you know you start to go hmm because he didn't look good in the finals and uh, obviously you know things are not good with his knee and so he will not play in a Blazers uniform probably ever so uh, yeah uh, Azili is gonna get it done it's a it sounds like a pretty experimental procedure at least unprecedented in the NBA. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see uh, how that develops. But a really interesting story, kind of weird story with the Blazers. But Vesely will undergo surgery. He's not with the team right now uh, because he's going to undergo that surgery. Uh, and so I guess uh, you know, best of luck to Vesely. Really hope he can make a recovery and continue to have a career because he's a really young guy and a guy who I've I've liked for a long time. Uh, since he was a, a young player, I remember when he started for the, the the Warriors as a rookie, and they were a pretty good defense even then. So he obviously has a lot of defensive talent and, and a lot of natural quickness, and, and you hope that he can find some of that again if uh, w- with this knee procedure, this kind of unprecedented knee procedure in the NBA. So Fessus Zeely probably never going to play in a Blazers uniform. You probably already knew that, but uh, we are officially official on the uh, no Azili front for the future. The other bit of news that came out from today, Evan Turner took his cast off. Uh, He's wearing a splint now. Uh, I talked to him a little bit pregame, and, uh, you know, he... Uh, you know, in a good mood, Evan Turner, great with the media. And, uh, he was, when I asked him, you know, if it's hard to, to deal with doctor's orders because the doctors are saying that you can't grab a basketball for, uh, at least another week for five total weeks. And, and a week from this past Wednesday, I think will be, uh, a full five weeks. So he, he still has to, uh, you know, wait it out a little bit, which is tough uh, for him, obviously, because he wants to come back. The Blazers are in this race, and there's not a lot of time left to get into the playoffs, and uh, they clearly want to, being one of the highest-paid teams in the league. So, 
Uh, Turner seems to be inching his way towards a return. It looks like that return is probably around, you know, probably 10 days away or so uh, at the earliest. So uh, he'll, he'll have to wait probably another week before he can start shooting the ball. He said that he's doing uh, workouts with his offhand. And, and, and doing cardio and all that stuff to, to kind of lessen the wait time that it will take for him to get back to 100%. You can hear Turner talk about it uh, right here. Same time, Warren? Yeah, it looks like Seven. I can't touch a ball for five weeks, so I got like another week. Wait, and um, the biggest thing I can do is just, you know, continue my left-handed core workouts and just keep my legs under me and, you know, continue lifting and, you know, just getting my cardio in, so... You know, when when it does come closer to that time, I won't, I won't have to worry about, you know, getting my field back in, being in shape, you know, just trying to just make it as simple as possible. It's hard to, hard to adhere to doctor's orders, I imagine. Though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but, you know, obviously they went to school or whatever for that, and I guess they know what they're talking about. And um, I'll be stupid to not listen, right? One funny note from from that uh, from Ev- the Evan Turner stuff, uh, Terry Stotts before the game. I guess uh, he's like he said something to the effect of, "I know he's a, a fast healer and all that." So it's clear that Turner is trying to lobby uh, the the Blazers and their staff to let him get out there a little earlier. But uh, yeah, so so Turner's return appears to be somewhat close. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him, how they work him back into the mix, because uh, it seems like with with Nurkic, well, he hasn't played with Nurkic yet, and uh, they might like what they have with that group, that starting lineup right now. They may not want to mess with it since it's kind of been okay. And they may bring a Turner in off the bench. Obviously... I think we saw in the stretch of play before Turner got hurt that he was actually more effective playing with Lillard and McCollum. So by allowing them to get off the ball and allowing him to use his best skills as a dribbler, a passer, and uh, a creator. And and so I don't know what, what, what Stotts will do with that because Mo Harkless has been playing pretty well. He's continued to knock down shots at a good rate this season for him definitely an improvement from long range and so we'll see what happens there and that decision is probably not going to be is not that far away for Terry Stotts uh I think 10 days from now is going to be around six weeks or so since the injury so or five weeks excuse me so uh, that'll be when he can probably return at the earliest. So we'll see uh, how how fast he recovers. The bone is apparently already healed, but uh, it, it's really soft right now, and and that's something that uh, you know you have to deal with with a broken hand. You can't just come back immediately. The Blazers have a quick two gamer coming up. And then they're back for two more and the back end of next week. And then they will have a five-game homestand, which is uh, pretty wild. But uh, Or five-game road trip, excuse me. And then that's going to be their, their last extended road trip of the season. And then they'll be 
home pretty much for for the rest of the season, which uh, that that bodes well for them, including a date against the Nuggets, who are a game and a half ahead of them at the end of March. So Portland has Minnesota coming up on Monday, who who have been playing better as of late, uh, but are and are still in the mix for that eighth seed. Then they are on a back-to-back at Oklahoma City on Tuesday. And uh, then they play back home against Philadelphia, who will not have Joel Embiid. They will not have Nerlens Noel. So that is a team and a game that should be definitely a, a winnable one for this team and one kind of like tonight that uh, they absolutely have to have. Uh, Minnesota, a game... A road game will be tough, but they've won there uh, in, in recent past. Oklahoma City, really tough place to play. Not going to expect a win, but if they don't have all the depot, there's a little bit of a chance there. But Westbrook is still so good, and but but Oklahoma City has struggled a little bit as well. They they didn't just lose to Portland the other night, then they they turn around and lose to Phoenix after that. So uh, they're kind of teetering a little bit. They're not gonna they're not in danger of missing the playoffs, but just based off where they've been so far this season. So Portland uh, in a really interesting position. Uh, well, you know, interesting, you know, Mac football, interesting. Uh, the the eight seed is, is a battle for mediocrity, but uh, the Blazers are in the mix and, and they want to, they want to capture that spot. And, and the way Lillard's been playing, man, I mean, he, he's back, he's back to where he was, uh, in the that first month of the season where he was really balling and uh you know the the guy that he was last season uh just he has a little bit more pep in his step right now and uh again some of that is health some of that is is probably some mental health because he he kind of got away from the game a little bit so uh, Dame's really turned around, and then and then CJ has a game like he's had for most of the season tonight. Uh, a really efficient game, thirteen of twenty-two from the field. Really took advantage of of uh, of situations in transition. Uh, pushed the pace, got not just his mid-range looks and his three-point shots, but he got to the rim quite a bit. So, uh, if Portland can continue to get that, and the way their offense is looking with Nurkic has been uh, encouraging. Uh, much much more so than uh, it was before the trade uh, and and as of late uh, you know Portland has a, a top 10 offense since uh, Nurkic got added to the team so I believe they're eighth in the league in offense in the last six games so uh, their defense obviously uh, hasn't been what they've needed it to be but their offense is, is taking it to another level right now, and, and, and they haven't had that this season. They, they really haven't. They, they Again, I know that defense has been really disappointing, but elite offense is, is kind of the first step for this team. That was, that was their, their first step towards relevance last season, and they, didn't really, they weren't able to replicate that for most of the season, and uh, lately they've been a lot better in that regard. Their defense still needs work, but uh, they have a lot of, or they have some games left here to, to really make that up. And and as I said, Minnesota has been playing really well. So uh, they they went to OT against Spurs tonight, and they're 
their point differential has been better than Portland's for most of the season, and it's been way better as of late. So uh, that's going to be a, a tough matchup, and it's a good thing that they've got uh, Nurkic, but Carl uh, Anthony Towns is is a real tough matchup for anybody, and, and Towns is a little bit more mobile, a little bit more nimble than, than Nurkic, and uh, maybe able to stretch him out a little bit. So that's going to be a tough game. So uh, and a, and a big one for that that eight seed race or the uh, you know the the tankathon race as well. Uh, so yeah, I think that's going to do it for for this edition of Locked On Blazers. Please subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Audio Boom, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. We are there. Check out all of the other podcasts on the Locked On Network. There's lots of stuff going on with the Warriors right now. We have Locked On Warriors. We've got Locked On NBA. NFL Draft is is kicking up. We just had the the Combine, or we're having the Combine right now. Uh, new 40-yard dash time. So uh, we've got we've got NFL Draft coverage now. So we got all kinds of great stuff for you, whatever you're interested in on the Locked On Network, and you should definitely check it out. If you have listened to us or you are you are listening to us on FanRag Sports, we'd really appreciate the subscribe. We'd love that. That's great for us. And five-star review, also great for us. We'd really appreciate that. So that is going to wrap it up for me. On this night, the Blazers win 130-116 over the Brooklyn Nets. They have one day off before heading to Minnesota for the first of a back-to-back that um, as they as they kind of home stretch right now. So, uh, all right, until next time, and we'll be back very soon. Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only.